Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Go Steelers! Go Steelers! Say go Steelers! Go Steelers! All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this emergency broadcast edition of the Steelers Outpost Podcast, a proud member of Sports Drink Network. This is Nick coming to you once again from the Mobile Houston office, from my car and route to a gig that I'm playing, giving you this emergency broadcast because the Pope of offense has been smoked out in Pittsburgh. The smoke has risen, the offensive coordinator to succeed. The tumultuous career of the Matt Canada era has been announced. It is none other than Arthur Smith, the recently fired head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. And before that, he had a successful stint as the offensive coordinator in Tennessee, helping guide that team to pretty much top five rankings in every category, rushing, passing efficiency, you know, scoring and got them uh, helped get them all the way to an AFC championship game, which they were up in until Patrick Mahomes did what he does and uh, defeated them. So I recorded a podcast yesterday talking about how this is the one guy I really don't want as the offensive coordinator for the Steelers. And, you know, I'm, I'm exaggerating there. Uh, the guy I really don't want is Matt Canada. So I, I am glad that that's not the case. Uh, but given this hire, I wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers actually release a second press release saying, you know what, never mind. We're bringing Matt back. Because while I will give you some positive things about Arthur Smith that I do truly believe, and uh, not just about Arthur Smith, but about the Steelers' operation, I just think that... This was a disappointing climax to the one theme we've been harping on all year with the Steelers and really with Mike Tomlin, who leads the Steelers, as Art Rooney II said, hey, this is Mike Tomlin's offensive coordinator hire. I don't want to get in the way of what football people do from that angle. The one thing we've been saying about Mike all year is that he still does a lot of things well, but his Achilles heel has tanked this team over and over again in the past, you know, decade. Honestly, when you go back to the Killer Bees run even, and his Achilles heel is hiring or drafting people that have very questionable resumes. And it started with Matt Canada, obviously. he Well, it didn't start with Matt Canada. I, I kind of look at it as you know, sticking with Keith Butler for far too long despite the results not being there and actually the results being terrible and – who knows what happened with that situation? We can anticipate that actually he's not really firing Keith Butler because it's sort of like firing himself. He had a big hand in the defense from what we know. But then it goes to hiring Matt Canada, who has 
not just a track record of no success in college, but he has an extremely extensive track record of, of poor offenses. And even uh, instances where he had a bad offense at a school, he leaves and they, with the same personnel, end up having a great offense. And so that was a very questionable hiring decision. Like at a certain point, you don't know what a guy is going to do until he gets on your team. Arthur Smith, for example, you know, he was absolutely terrible in three years with the Falcons. Basically 26th in offense the entire time, could not develop a quarterback. And the biggest thing, the biggest worry for me is that he did a, a pretty, pretty startling job, one of the worst that any of us can really remember in the national football consciousness of getting the ball to his playmakers. And he basically castrated Bijan Robinson, <laughs> Drake London, and Kyle Pitts, these highly touted prospects who, in the limited opportunities they've had getting the ball in their hands, have looked as advertised. Like, you see Kyle Pitts make a ton of plays that say, yeah, he was properly rated in the draft. And, and by the way, guys like, guys like Kyle Pitts and Bijan Robinson, those are not difficult draft prognostications. You're talking top five type talent. Like, these guys are going to at least be good. Um, even if they don't become some Hall of Famer, like it is kind of hard to mess up on a guy like that. And so Arthur Smith has had a lot of trouble with that. And, you know, I'm talking about that from the Matt Canada angle. It's, it's a frustrating hire. So let me, let me regather my thoughts here. We've been saying this about Tomlin. It's, it's him hiring with his heart and not his head enough. Hires an offensive coordinator in Canada with a bad track record. He drafts a quarterback in the first round, Kenny Pickett, who is really not considered a first-round quarterback by the rest of the NFL due to his track record in college where he had some great success, but he doesn't meet a lot of the simple measurables you look at for a quarterback, and he would have to be a huge outlier to be a really good player. Not saying he can't be a good player, not saying he wouldn't have been a fantastic second-round pick, but just the actual fact of the matter is, okay, that was a that was universally agreed by the entire NFL and by the national consciousness to be a bit of a reach on a quarterback. And I'm not doing this podcast to bury Kenny and, and say that he can't have a good year under Arthur Smith. Cause I think he can, but you just look at these decisions and it's like, man, Mike, we're, everyone's giving you the respect that you've earned as the Steelers head coach. And through all the success he's had over the years, but if these hires were made on different teams, you'd kind of get laughed at. And it's just frustrating to see the Steelers have this offensive coordinator catastrophe, which is immediately rectified literally the freaking day they fire the guy and they turn the play calling over to two positional coaches who have never really done it extensively at the NFL level. And the offense gets like twice as good as it was before and every metric, including the eye test. And they have all this, these issues, and they want to go to solve the issues, and who do they hire? They hire a guy who's had a bottom five offense three years in a row, and really just kind of one year where he had a very good offense in Tennessee. And I do think that that offense in Tennessee obviously resembles what the Steelers want to do with this team. They want to run, 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 and then I hope they want to do – something I actually was a big fan of and I learned a lot about with that Tennessee team was run, 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 play action, deep pass, play action, intermediate pass. Like 
You're going to run a lot, but you're going to do that with the idea that we are going to pass the ball aggressively downfield off of these runs. And I remember just thinking that the Titans are such an unimpressive team in that era. And obviously they have Derrick Henry and AJ Brown and Tannehill's actually an okay quarterback and probably gets more hate than he deserves, but obviously not a star player who's going to carry you. And I just don't think they're that great of a team. And it, it kind of led you to the, well, Mike Vrabel is another Mike Tomlin. Mike, Mike Vrabel is another Pete Carroll. These coaches, defensive coaches, who are always going to have a scrappy team that's going to win more games than they should, even though it's an ugly watch. And as time went on, I kind of noticed, man, there's something that they're doing that I'm not giving them credit for. I think it was Chris Sims who would talk about Tannehill and his deep ball accuracy. And I really started noticing when the Steelers played him a couple of times. But I did notice that, man, they run a lot, but when they throw, they throw to kill. And, it's, and that puts a lot of pressure on defense. And they're very physical on offense and defense. So I totally understand what the Steelers are, are seeing there from him. Does it worry me that it was you know, five years ago, it was 2019? Of course. Does it worry me that it was with Derrick Henry, you know, generational running back and, and uh, potential Hall of Fame receiver in A.J. Brown? If you're paying attention to what A.J. Brown has been doing, that's what he is. By the way, A.J. Brown started exploding on the national scene once he got out of Tennessee. So that scares me as well. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's just interesting that, like, the Steelers have all these problems. They're like, we're going to do something new. Okay, what is it? We are going to get Arthur Smith in there. So I, it, it's hard to be excited about the hire. And furthermore, retread offensive coordinators have not been doing that great in the NFL over the years. It's really the upstart guys who are coaches who have never called plays, but they came from a team that has had great play callers. We joke about the Shanahan and McVay thing, and who knows when that's going to come back to bite teams once everybody's running that system. But the track record is undeniable. There's like five, like half of the league coached on one of those teams, and they're basically all doing very well. And so it's like, oh, there might be a risk grabbing a guy who's never called plays before. But I see the Steelers and many NFL teams making that mistake. Okay, well, we got Matt Canada. He didn't do well. We viewed him as an experimental candidate, especially after Randy Feetner. We got guys who had never called NFL play before. So it didn't work. So now we're going to go the opposite. We need to get someone who did call plays. But that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It's like the Bears and the Jets. They fire their coach every three years, and then they alternate. The offensive coach didn't work. Now we're going to hire a defense coach. It's just oversimplifying the issue to me. And it's it just... The last thing I'll say towards the negative of the Arthur Smith thing. We've been talking about this on the podcast for about seven weeks now. It is my strong belief that it is not an oversimplification to say the Steelers offense, number one goal should be to revolve around George Pickens. And I'm not saying they can't run the ball with Najee and Jalen and do all that kind of stuff, but... I think it was obvious, especially in the rare occasions where he finally started getting the ball, that the Steelers really only have one guy who defenses are truly scared of, and it's George Pickens. He changes the way the entire defense has to play you. He opens it up for everyone else. Deontay Johnson's a really good receiver, but he does not do that. Deontay isn't scoring 70-yard touchdowns. you know. And then 
I just heard too many times from Kenny Pickett, oh, they were doubling George today, so other people would go, stop doing that. There weren't games when Antonio Brown had one catch because he was doubled. There weren't games like that with Gronk or Randy Moss or Jamar Chase or any of the elite players. Like, they're getting doubled. Heads up. You can still throw them the ball. We need to make that happen. And that's what I think the Steelers need to do to get a lot better. So it's scary that they hired the one guy in Arthur Smith who seems to be worse at getting his ball, getting the ball to playmakers than anyone else in the NFL currently. Like that was kind of the story of the Falcons. Like why are they starting Desmond Ritter? And why can't they get the ball to these amazing guys? Now, will he do a much better job of that when he's just an offensive coordinator and not a head coach? Maybe. Honestly, like, so that, that will be the cause for hope there, but that is just that. That's just hope. We don't have this evidence of he or a team that he's been a part of having the ability to scheme guys open, move George Pickens around, different receiver spots on the field, pick plays, motion. We've never seen that. So we just have to hope because we sure as hell know Pittsburgh hasn't done it. So that's, that's kind of my big worry there um, when it comes to that, but when you think of the overall philosophy, what the Steelers are trying to look like, that Tennessee Titans team in, in 2019, 2020, that is what we're going for. And I do think that despite the doom and gloom around Pittsburgh, the Steelers are, are kind of inches away from being able to do that. I know there's a big concern with the idea that Arthur Smith runs a different running scheme than the Steelers run. And I, I also agree that that's a cause for concern. Like, why are we doing that? Like, let's do that with the coordinator who's much more proven than one year handing the ball to Derrick Henry 30 times a game. <laughs> but, you know, that's one thing where I think, you know, let's see how that plays out. But when you're talking about what the overall offense looks like and the overall philosophy, that Tennessee Titans team is what the Steelers are trying to create right now. Hey, we don't have Josh Allen. We don't have C.J. Stroud. We've got to find a way to, to pound people into submission and then make plays downfield. I do think that they could become that. And, you know, we saw average play calling at the end of the year, and the Steelers have personnel to be able to do that to people. And hopefully after this offseason, the Steelers' offensive line will become even stronger, maybe even get a third receiver. But to me, the priority is really the offensive line. And there's not going to be a lot of teams in the NFL who can match up with the, with the size and strength of Pittsburgh. So, that would be a positive of the Arthur Smith situation that he has helmed a team like that. And, you know, Mike Vrabel was his head coach on that team. So, you know, that Arthur Smith was really doing a bulk of the offensive lifting. I know they have Matt LaFleur around at the same time as well, but you know, you hope that they can recreate that there. Um, my issue with this is process. We will see what the results are, but as we've, vacillated back and forth between wanting to keep Tomlin or saluting while crying and sending him off into the sunset on a pirate ship to some other team. What I've said is, hey, the biggest mistake is the hiring with his heart, hiring with the 1990s mentality, and, and not being able to cut bait quick enough when something is proven to not work. And this hire reeks of damn, you, you are really just hoping this works out because there is more evidence of Arthur Smith not being a good offensive CEO than there is evidence of him being a good offensive CEO. 
So I hate the process, but I'm not resigned to the fact that the Steelers are going to suck or Arthur Smith's going to suck because, you know, at, at the end of the day, this isn't where you should be setting your bar, but realistically, we've kind of seen, hey, if the Steelers have at least average play calling, they can be a good team because they have a lot more talent than people realize. And so that's, of course, you know, on the table. The Steelers could definitely have that. So we will see uh, what happens with it. I think uh, there's a lot of angry fans. You know, I was tweeting with uh, Chris Carter. Poor, you know, poor Chris. He's one of the bigger Steelers writers. He, he's getting, you know, inundated, just bombarded with negativity if, you know, he wants to have any sort of conversation about this. So I totally feel for him. I saw it seemed like he got a little frustrated with people just immediately hating the Arthur Smith hire. And he pointed out how fans begged, you know, the Steelers to get a, an experienced coordinator. And now they get one. And now the Steelers and now the fans are screaming about it. I, I totally identify with that. But I, to me, the issue isn't about experience or non-experience. It's just about hiring another guy with an extensively bad track record. And any of the good stuff you want to give to him has to come with the caveat. It all kind of comes with a, well, maybe, well, maybe. And we're just looking at like this one year where you kind of can't argue like, you know, pretty easy to just hand the ball to Derrick Henry. I don't think it takes an offensive genius to design some sort of scheme around that. But, you know, besides that, it's, it's not just mediocrity. It's bottom of the league, let alone the quarterback stuff. Did he, I can't remember. Did he pick Desmond Ritter? Because that's already terrifying. If you, you even pick the guy, you know, we, we covered him in the draft. We're not geniuses. Everybody knows the deal with Desmond Ritter. Great personality. I mean, it's it's Kenny Minus. It's the same thing. With like, ooh, no elite traits, uh, but very good personality and work ethic. And, and Kenny's got a better arm, and he's faster. And so you pick that guy, and then you just would not let him off the field and kept losing games because of him. You finally put in a guy like Heineke who can at least make a few plays. You win games, he gets hurt, yada, yada, yada. Scares me that that was your idea for the quarterback, let alone the fact that you did not develop him. And so those are, that's just the frustrating thing with the process for me. So hate that, but to me, hey, it gives us some clarity. Got to be Mike Tomlin's last chance. Like this one, whew, this one sped up the clock for me because we're doing the same thing over and over and over again. But that being said, despite me hating the process, I am not out on the result. I think the Steelers have a lot of talent and I think, you know, overall, what Arthur Smith is going to want to do, hopefully with, you know, the increased ability to function as uh, without having to deal with the responsibilities of a head coach, I think that those things match up with the Steelers. And let's see if they can recreate some of that, that magic that Tennessee had in that year when they were extremely close to making a Super Bowl. And I know we all want to be like, well, let's get a superstar quarterback and make it a Super Bowl. Well, let's just, you know, that's not happening right now. Let's, let's see what the boys can do. Let's win in Pittsburgh. I still think it can happen, honestly. And, uh, yeah, I've said everything that I possibly could say. So, be back with you next time at Steelers Outpost on Twitter. And Steelers Outpost at gmail.com. Until next week, go Steelers. Okay, bye-bye.